Hey, welcome to the coaches meeting. That's the coach. I'm Grant Cohn. Uh, this is the only coaches meeting where we start promptly 13 minutes late. That's how we do. Today, the show is called. Today, the show is called "Giving the Niners Their Props," which is something I love to do. It's my favorite thing to do: is be positive about the Niners and not criticize them, and just mention all the things they do well. So, before I do that, though, let's take some super chats because we already have five waiting. Dave Barclay says, "Yo, guys, I made it to Cali." Sitting here with my fiance, just watched instant reaction. She says she's in competition against you at times. We know I love football in GC, but I love you more, Hannah. That was very sweet, Dave. Dave, uh, Dave again says, and happy birthday to her son, Cole. That's very sweet. Happy birthday, Cole. Talking Head says, maybe I'm crazy, taking crazy pills, but why do I still feel like Brock Purdy is an illusion that's going to end? I've watched football for 27 years. I can't see I see a Super Bowl quarterback, and that's the whole point of this year, right? Okay, let's start there. Are you seeing what he's seeing with Brock Purdy? Where do you, what's your assessment? And then we'll rank him. Well, he looked good. I mean, you got to call it straight from everything that you see from Brock, right? So he started slow, right, obviously. And he had some errant throws. And even on some passes that were completed, they were uh, inaccurate. <laughs> but the Giants blitzed the entire game, right? They blitzed the entire game. Not only did they blitz the entire game, but they also mugged up six-man and five-man fronts, really made Brock choose after every play. And even the some of Brock's best throws were under duress. You so, got to turn up your audio big time, dude. All right, that's why I was asking you. Do you hear me now? Sorry about you, that. Yeah, I, I thought, yeah, we got it. Much gotta, better? Much better? Much better? Yeah, better now. Keep going. Better? Yeah, better, better, better. All right, I'm good to go. As much as you can. I just doubled your volume, so that's good. All right, so we good right here? That, that's what I'm saying. Like, I was trying to ask you that before. We good? I guess. Is that the best you can do? Better. Yes, let's go. Yeah, so can yeah. everybody hear me in the uh, chat? Just let me know in the chat if I'm good to go. So, okay. All right, so, uh, and he was under the rest. He was under the rest for most of the, for most of the night. So... You got to look at what Brock is asked to do and what he actually has to go out and execute on the field. I feel like he had a good day. Um, this is a second-year quarterback who still hasn't started a full season. Um, he's coming off of an injury. He's the starting quarterback um, of a team that's ready to win now. He went in there without his number one receiver, Brandon Ayuk, and he made a lot of his best throws under duress, right? And this is something that I was that I mentioned about Trey while he was here is that I I can see I can take bad throws, right? I can take MAs, right? Mr. Simons. But some of Brock's best stuff was coming after some of his worst stuff. And that's what you want to see. You want to see a guy battling. And I feel like if I had to grade him I'd give Brock a solid A. This is the first time he went over 300 yards. Um, albeit, the air yards weren't exactly what you would want to see from a 300-yard day. But again, like, styles make fights, you know. And I, would Brock be would, – would, would we be evaluating Brock like this on another team? Who knows? But we got to be where our feet are, and that's where he is now, here. I'm looking at his numbers. If you look at it, his numbers are interesting because they're almost exactly like last year. 
Okay. Completion percentage, 67. Last year, was 67. Quarterback rating, 106. Last year, it was 107. Uh, mm-hmm. Yards per attempt, 8.1. Last year, it was 8.1. So he's very, like, consistent. I think what's different about this year is he hasn't thrown a pick yet. And he only has four touchdown passes through three games. So I think, like, if you look at the box score, you see, like, maybe an MVP candidate. But if you really watch the games, I think you can see that although he does a lot of things well, he gets carried mm-hmm. to a degree. Like, the scheme helps him. The players, like, he throws a lot of passes behind the line of scrimmage that go for big gains that maybe other right. coaches, uh, other quarterbacks wouldn't. Um, right. And I think we see that there are some limitations to his game. Like, when he, right. he had some bad misses yesterday. He had some passes that nearly were intercepted that had to get knocked down by his own teammates. Um, I feel like when you watch him closely, it's not as good as the box score makes it seem. But it's still good. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I feel like the, the the byproduct of what you get out of Brock and his numbers aren't all Brock, right? Yeah, it's right. It's it's the sum of all parts. So, uh, right. I just feel like there's there's what he does on the field. There's what the numbers say, and then there's the different sides that want to interpret it, right? And then we mm-hmm. all f- mm-hmm. file off into our own groups of what we like, whose story we like best off of the raw numbers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where the truth of the matter is, is that um, all t- tides raise all boats, right? Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is that a little, bit, a, a little bit of all of the narrative is true, right? A little bit of all of it is true. Yes, Brock is carried to a certain degree because of the offense that he's in. Yes, Brock has numbers that look better than most quarterbacks in his position because of the team that he plays on. Yes, Brock Purdy is playing above and beyond his years because of the background and the cachet of playing, developing, and the career that he had before him is serving him very well in this position. And yes, Brock Brock Purdy deserves credit for all of that, all of what he's doing because he came off of a real injury that was on his throwing arm and before he had that injury, he had issues with arm strength to begin with. So everything matters, right? It's like everything is something, but something isn't everything, you know, and I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm good. To yeah, go. I think it's probably the little setting on the back, but you really want to talk right into that microphone. I'm going to talk right into that microphone. There you Pause. go. I'm going to talk go. right into the mic. That's so, a lot better. I'm, so basically... What I'm saying is, like I said, is that everything is in something and something is in everything. So, yes, everything does matter. Right. And everything does play a part in where he belongs um, and where he belongs as far as scrutiny is concerned. But you do have to understand that. Checking the cake every five minutes is not going to make it bake faster. Right. We're, We're going to have to get proof of concept time on tasks to be able to see what Brock is truly giving us. And, and, and you got to call it straight. The giants blitzed more than any team against, against an, uh, an opponent in the past, like 30 years. So, I mean, yes, optically is he, what is he sexy optically? No. Right. When the ball flies out of his hand, is it something that makes you just say, Jesus, like, no, it's not. And we can be honest and say that's true, right? And anybody who says that it isn't is lying, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, this is the NFL. There's nobody cutting him a break, right? 
These are real NFL guys trying to stop him and trying to do their job too. And he's matriculating the offense at a high level. And for for us, for context, we can look at what Brock is uh, in the guise of quarterbacks across the league. But at some point, you got to realize he's the best that we got. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen anything. We haven't seen anybody operate in this regime at quarterback the way Brock has. Go ahead, Grant. Sorry. Yeah, I, I think the thing with Brock that's interesting is like he's good, and he, you can see that he op- he uh, operates the offense at a very efficient rate. Um, but it's like the end. Like, have we learned anything new about Brock this year? He did well against the Steelers. He did well against the Rams. He did well against mm-hmm. the Giants. Like he's put up pretty much the same numbers this year that he put up last year. It's mm-hmm. the NFC is a weak conference. It's coming down to the Niners, the Cowboys, and the Eagles. All three teams haven't lost yet. What's he going to do against those two teams? Last year, he put up 19 points against the Cowboys and got hurt against the Eagles. Right. So I'm glad that he, you know, the Giants blitzed him 85% of the time and he mm-hmm. navigated that well. That's great, man. But that's not the mm-hmm. Cowboys defense. Right. That's not Philly's defense. That's so true. I think that's why when Brock has these passes that are tipped or almost picked, or he sees these like kind of ducks go through the air. People say, okay, great. Like he can beat the Giants checking down, no doubt, mm-hmm. on this team. When you're checking down to Debo and Kittle and uh, McCaffrey, but mm-hmm. is that going to be enough against better teams? Better teams, like the best of the best. Well, it wasn't last year. All right. So, so I'll raise you one, Grant. So it's good enough for people who just won a Super Bowl. Yeah. But it's a whole different conversation if we're taking Brock on as our franchise quarterback. I feel like those right. are two different conversations. That's a good point. He might get one. He could win right. the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I feel a like franchise quarterback. Yeah, and I, I I tend to believe that that's the underlying conversation that a lot of Brock supporters don't want to admit. They don't want to give up that point that I'm behind this kid as long as we get to the Super Bowl and then you know all bets are off. Right. Mm -hmm. But I, I tend to believe that Brock needs to be brought in as a franchise quarterback. Like this is supposed to be the guy that saves us money, right? Where we can say, we're not going to pay you $34 million a year. We're not going to pay you $28 million a year. We got a quarterback, right? Mm -hmm. We got somebody who's going to be able to flip the script for us. Right. And we got him cheap, and he's gonna give us a and he's gonna give us a, a home team, a hometown discount, right? So that's the true model. That's the dynasty model, right? Now, if we just want to win, then you can't really you can't really care about what Brock does because really he's just a rental, right? Yeah. He's he's a he's a private contractor. But if you want to be able to take him on like as a as a franchise guy, then the dynasty model is what Tom Brady did is you get a guy low, he develops, you tilt the whole competitive scale. And now you're sitting in cap heaven for uh, over a decade because you don't have to overpay and spend yeah. on guys. Yeah. Dave that, Barclay says tape is getting for. Sorry, yeah, man. absolutely. Dave, Dave says tape is getting out there on block per- on Brock Purdy blood in the water. Yeah. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. But that, the last but two games were, were a little underwhelming from him, like B minus performances. I would, I would say, good but, enough. Okay, I like that. I like that. Let's stay right there. Is a B minus performance 
something that you would care about? How, how would you feel about a B minus performance from, let's say, a Trey Lance, a third overall pick, who's in his second year? Yeah, he's starting for the first time. Sure, it's we're three and zero, and yeah, it's great. He just he just struggled through a game slow, but. He got blitzed. He's twenty three. Carbon copy. Yeah. Put Trey in that position. Yeah. No doubt. You know, beyond the shadow of a doubt, everybody would be defending Trey, and they would be thrilled with the potential of what he can be. People would still be asking, though, is he good enough to win the Super Bowl this year? All those questions. They not still third, would. Not third overall pick, Grant. If the third overall pick was showing where Brock, I'm sorry. If the third overall pick was showing where Brock Purdy is showing right now. I think a lot of people would be defending some of those things necessarily. Not yeah, a lot of people would. Scrutinous way. I still like uh, Trey Lance. Anyway, I don't want to talk about Trey Lance. Ethan M okay. says Giants blitz Purdy on 33 or 39 dropbacks and was 20 of 31, 247 yards, two TDs. I think he elevates the offense more than what people give him credit for. Sure. Rich Eisen thinks he's the MVP of the league. Two, two I, of my favorites I mean, salute said you should do this. King says, Grant, my wife and I are coming out from Connecticut for our first game this uh, week five. Can we take you and your wife out to dinner on Saturday? We've been watching for years. I'll hop on a cone phone this weekend so it's not weird. Um, <laughs> thank, thanks. No, thank you. But I, <laughs> No, thanks. That's a little much. But uh, if you're at the game, I, I'll be there. I can meet up for a, a picture. It was funny. You know, I do those uh, post-game streams at, at, the, at the stadium. People right, have right, figured right. out where they are. So mm. yesterday, a, a guy and his dad were waiting for me. And they're like, we've been waiting here for 45 minutes. We were wondering if you would come. So I, lately, I've been taking. Anyway, I thought that was kind of cool. So, there were a couple so now of you got a Where's Waldo? Your spots now, like you yeah, gotta... absolutely. <laughs> Marcel Wilkerson says first super chat, longtime watcher, a new subscriber, Grant and Coach put on uh, damn near the best content out there. Fernando, thank you, Marcel. Fernando, we deserve a Fernando for you being 15 minutes late, Grant. Fernando. It was me. Ho 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 ho. CPT, I was. <laughs> <laughs> Brazza says, if some of these interceptions are being caught, do we still talk about Purdy the same way? I mean, no, obviously not, but they haven't yeah, been mean, caught yet, so he gets some grace. Yeah, I mean, and and also, um, I, I have not been in practice. Maybe you can correct me, right? I, I haven't been in practice, but they almost bat those practice. They almost batted those practice those passes down like they've been used to doing that. Like they had the reflex, yeah. like. Have you been seeing that at camp? Yeah, like, 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 ah, uh, uh, yeah, like, like, and, and, and that's fair too. Like, if I can, if we can sit here and give Brock the grace, right, um, that he deserves, right, we can also call the blunders the way they came out. Mm -hmm. Those defended passes don't look like something that they were shocked about. Like, oh, Brock threw an off pass. Like, nah. <laughs> like, they almost look like they were ready to bat those things down. So, yeah. he's He's got a ways to go. Matthew Sanders says, New York Giants blitz at 85%. Highest rate PFF ever recorded. Mm. You should do this as Brock is trending 4,100 yards, 22.6 touchdowns. What do you think? Modest for this uh, talent level on offense. Mm. I mean, he doesn't have a great offensive line, but 22 touchdown passes with Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, and Caffrey. It's good. That's more That's modest. more of an indictment on Kyle, though. Not, you know what I mean? That's more of an indictment. Like, I, I, Grant, I feel like we're doing way, not us now, right? But just the overarching narrative. Sure. Sure. Officer I, Jed York says, what? Go ahead. I feel like we're, 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 we're putting way too much on Brock. This is still about yeah. Kyle. 
This is yeah, still no, I, about you know, Kyle. I, it is definitely about Kyle. I think he was just talking about the end result. Oh, okay. Officer Jed York says, hey, Grant, one of these issues you had with Purdy was escaping out of the back constantly. You would say he is maneuvering the pocket better this year. I would. Yeah. Would you? I think he is. Blocks yeah, says, coach, uh, no black hoodie. Shout out to Grant to Fernando. I know, bro. I know, bro. It's laundry day. <laughs> Should SF rest Ayuk versus Arizona as well? Yes. Look, like, I tweeted this, and I think I, I thank you for, for retweeting this. As soon as Brandon got hurt against the Rams, take him out of the game. Yeah. Is this a topic that uh, we should go over? But uh, do you want to? I don't want to jump ahead, but do you want to go over how this offense completely looked different in the passing attack without Brandon Ayuk? Let's talk about it right now. Yeah, they look different. Um, And I don't know if anybody else saw it, but the a lot of the passes um, were being sat on by the by the secondary with the Giants. They were driving on stuff. Um, they were sitting on routes. They seemed very sticky in coverage. And I kind of tend to believe one of the reasons why Debo was able to um, get the fade on the blitz is because they just didn't believe the ball was going to be able to come out. Like the defender almost seemed a little not shocked, but out of position for that ball. He didn't even know the ball was coming down. So, like, the Brandon Ayuk is a really big part of our offense from a passing perspective because I believe he is our number one receiver on our offense. And I feel as though that with him not being in the game, we become even more of a scoot-and-go offense where we're spacing, using a lot of merge concepts, um, I mean, a lot of mesh concepts, not merge mesh concepts, spacing right. concepts, a lot of right. screens, a lot of right. close to the line of scrimmage, offense stuff where if we don't have Brandon Ayuk on the field, defenses are really going to start condemning. You think people are crowding the line of scrimmage now. Imagine us seeing a team more talented than the Giants who decided to do that to us all game. Yeah. So, you know, that's a point of that's a point of focus, in my opinion. Agree. Matthew Sanders has been a long week for Brock. Check back in 10 days. Yeah, maybe he's, his arm was just a little tired on a short week. I don't know. Keith Murphy, the unbeaten, says, why do that people say true. all Brock does is dink and dunk when he's third in the league in yards per pass at 8.1? Well, that's, there's some the yak involved. Huge. Zach says, blitzing that much isn't having the book on Purdy, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think the Giants had a very sophisticated approach about how to stop the Niners. Give up 30. Mm-mm. Brandon Lee says, hot take the Niners should trade for Tua. I think two is better than Brock. He could throw downfield. Uh, okay, I'm just gonna say I, that. I, I, I don't know, man. Like, like I don't know, but I, I feel the same way about Tua than I do about Brock. They're similar. I just feel like yeah. Tua has a deep a deep game. True, but I don't know. I don't know. Uh, HR says, Grant, if you focused only on the positive, the team would have a better chance at winning. We need all media members pulling in the same direction. Now I'm not on the team. <laughs> that King has says, to respect. Be What's your favorite <laughs> restaurant? your favorite restaurant uh my favorite restaurant i don't know i always tell people to go to rng lounge in, in uh, san francisco it's an old uh chinese restaurant it's great okay it's nice three weeks the niners are three and oh what have we learned about them hmm 
Well, number one, we learned that they know that they start slow because the the initiative to start fast has been very noticeable since the season has started, right? Um, what we also have learned is that uh, Christian McCaffrey has been tapped as the tip of the spear. He goes as we go as far as the entire offense is concerned. And I think last year, I think maybe it was explained away um, as being just a uh, a ripple effect throughout the league we got him in the middle of the year a lot of people weren't prepared for him <clears throat> and you know just things happen in the middle of the year right where you can just get a likely attribute a likely attribute or something that can help your team and you could just ride it out for the middle of the season but for him to like kind of circle the block and kind of show that like nah i'm you know i'm him the two-man taylor like i'm here you know what i'm saying like that kind of it's something that um I even even in camp grant like this is another realization about Christian McCaffrey kind of being the number one guy on our team is that we were chirping about why he was getting so many off days in pre in uh not only preseason but camp. Like, why is Christian getting all these off days? Why is he getting all these off days? Now we see I know. Yeah. Now because now they're gonna see. give him the Terrell Davis treatment. Yes. We now yeah. we know why he's getting all those off days because they're literally going to spam him <laughs> like yeah. they're gonna spam christian all day um two uh i would think that our secondary has yet to see another test uh i yeah what what matt stafford did to us through the air um it did concern me um especially how we were soft underneath Javarius Ward struggled at times every thomas struggled at times um and Really, I just believe that Daniel Jones just wasn't in a position to really take advantage of our um our secondary. I, I'm not too concerned with our safeties, but I am looking at that nickel spot. Isaiah Oliver has not won me over. Um, so um You know, I watched the game again. I thought he did a good job on on tight end, Darren. I feel like he can do that. He did a good job on Darren Waller, I thought. I wouldn't lie, I don't trust him on a, on a wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, but there's also a a play where Darren Waller dropped a wide open a wide open uh slant that he got on Isaiah Oliver, and Isaiah Oliver was like damn near not in the picture. That's how open uh Darren Waller was. So, um, I'm really worried about that slot position every week, and I, um I believe Kyle alluded to it, but every week, you know, we're gonna face somebody's answer at quarterback because it's the NFL. Right. We're going to face somebody's answer at pass rusher because it's the NFL. Some you you're going to face. You're not a real NFL team if you don't have anybody that can go get the quarterback. Right. And we're also going to face somebody at the slot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're going to yeah. face somebody at the slot. We're always going to face somebody who is tabbed to either kill the seams at tight end or at receiver. And it, that's the part of our defense where I do feel like the jury is still out on that slot side, on, on that nickel position. I think the jury's still out on the right, or the, the right side of the offensive line still has a lot to prove. Brock Very still true. has a lot to prove. Kyle still has a lot to prove. So to me, it's like they took care of business against three teams they needed to take care of business against. And that's great, because they weren't necessarily taking care of business early in the season last year. But since they've had Christian McCaffrey, I mean, he's consistent, and they've been consistent with him. I feel like we're still waiting to see if they're 
better than the best teams in the league. Like I, beating the Giants doesn't prove much. And it was 17 to 12 late in the third quarter. Like that mm-hmm. game wasn't the statement game that the Niners made it seem with that final score. And neither was the one against the Rams. Like it's not, a, I, I guess a win's a win, but you would expect the best team in the league to sort of make a statement against the Giants the way that the Cowboys did. Mm, I don't agree with that. Um, the, the Giants and the Cowboys have a lot more history than us and the Giants. That's true. And although That's true. we do have history with the Giants, right? Uh, I just feel as though that that's more of a divisional game. It's early in the season. You got to show and prove. All your fan base is trying to see what you guys have been doing all summer. That hits a little bit different than them coming over, scoring their first set of points within the first half, within the second, the the sixth quarter, after six quarters in their entire season. And um, I wouldn't disrespect the game and say that we're overlooking the team, but it does it does matter on how you want to beat a team knowing what you got down the road. I, I would want us to be able to get past the Giants and the Cardinals so we can be ready for Dallas, right? And if you know that the Giants are coming in and they're missing a Saquon Barkley, they're missing half of the left side of their offensive line. This isn't one of those this isn't one of those games where like you get caught trying to wow the fans. You know what I mean? This is one of those games where you're trying to get everybody out of here, not hurt. Let's win this game. Let's get some good tape, work out some kinks that we know we can get against other teams to get a good look, and let's move on, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think that it's just it's too early in the season to kind of get caught trying to, like, win on points. You know, like, style wins ain't really it right now. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Just getting them is is really kind of like what I'm – now, if we struggled against them, Right. Like if we like barely eked it out, I'd be saying the same thing. But context matter. I wouldn't have my chest poked out as much. But at the same time, this one counts, man. Three and oh against a team at home, got out of there with no injuries and did it without Brandon. Ayuk. And then another thing, too, is for all of the deloading and arm fatigue conversations that we have about Brock, he did this on a short week. Right. And still drop back over 30 times and let the ball go. So I'm still paying attention to that elbow. It all plays. Yeah. Show me. Kennel says, let Jawan walk and keep Bell. I'm for it. I think that's probably what they're going to do. Ronnie Bell looks like someone who could become a quality slot receiver. I mean, he was playing X last night in place of Brandon Ayuk. And I thought he did it. He made some plays. Yeah, he had a lot of heads-up plays, too, man. Like, he's just a ball player, bro. Like, he reminds Mm -hmm. me of a more refined Kendrick Bourne. Like, Mm -hmm. just... Heady, all or like a very, tough Dante Pettis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, but like the special teams impact. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. he's he's always fitting inside the like the mashugana, like the in between of the game. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, oh, you don't know what mashugana is? What do you think mashugana is? In between the 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 in between between two things. Tell me what mashugana is. Look I mean. Meshuggah, I thought was was crazy. No, so, no, I'm sorry, not Meshuggah. Minchkite, sorry. No, Minchkite. A Minchkite is a, a a good person. Meshuggah like means a crazy person. Yeah, Meshuggah is bullshit. Yeah, I know Meshuggah is bullshit. I'm sorry, Minchkite. Now, now you're going. Get Let's it, go. Man. That's that's Minch what kite. I know. Yeah. Kite, look. Man, what is Minchkite? Minchkite, I thought. Yeah, Minchkite is like the agreement between, like in between. 
person who's admired, respected, trusted. It's all right, man. I, and I like on the East Coast people be speaking, be using that Yiddish, but maybe use using a different way. Anyway, I had to, I had to interject. I had to interject. I'm not mad. Menchkind. It's okay. Yo, Kenny. So, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go no, ahead. No, Kenny. Kenny. Go ahead. Kenny Kenny says two things. Number one, I was watching the game with a Cowgirls fan, and he bet on the New York Giants. Hilarious. Two, I think we all know the real test comes in week five and possibly Cincinnati. Yeah, we're going to project ahead in a second. Steven says, I hear people say people will start to double Debo with Ayuk out, but the Giants had advanced notice with Ayuk that Ayuk was likely out. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Dazza says 3-0 is great, but until we play Cowboys, Eagles, Bengals, Jags, Ravens, I don't think we'll know about this team. Bengals been playing like... Buns this year. Just want to point that out. Keith Murphy says Cowboys always pancake garbage teams. I believe they beat Minnesota forty-one to nothing last year. At this point, only statement Dallas can make is against good teams. I mean, it's the same with the Niners, I guess. Matthew Sanders says it looks it, it looked like Kyle was using the first quarter to download what the Giants were doing on D and analyzing. Not pretty okay, Coach. Is this a valid approach? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I go back to that again. Say that again. It looked like Kyle was using the first quarter to download what the Giants were doing on D and analyzing. Not pretty. Coach, is this a valid approach? No. I don't I don't think uh I I, I don't if he was doing that, that's that's new. Mm -hmm. Um but I think that they're trying to score. They're trying to get out the script that they have um and trying to win and not make not get hurt. Uh I just don't like that type of strategizing. In my opinion, that type of strategizing is for like the playoffs where you have a team that is like curated and like specifically ready for you. Like that's when you do like that type of meticulous preparing. Mm -hmm. But like in week three, we're still trying to figure out who we are at the same mm -hmm. time. You know what I mean? It's just early. Anoop says Kyle was good. Offense looks super. One in 12, 13, and 22 personnel. MO blockers, less problems. Brock is accurate even deep when he is protected. Yeah. Mac Daddy says, glad Thursday is over. Not fair to players and coaches. TV cra uh, cash grab. All in all, sloppy, but ball. It's understandable. True, it's the Thursday night effect. All right. Let's do a little bet US. Hold on. Okay. Boom. All right. So sponsoring my channel, Bet US. It's the number one place to place wagers for anything. Casino, live betting, race book, sports book. Let's go to the football Let's go to uh, week three. Niners covered their spread. But if you want to wager on any other games this weekend, the Chargers right here, minus 105 to beat the Vikings. The Titans, plus three. Browns, minus three. Texans, plus eight. Jags, minus eight. Who you got in that one? Texans, plus eight, or Jaguars, minus eight? Jags. Jags, minus eight. Big Jags guy. I'm taking the Texans. I like CJ Stroud. They're going to they're gonna cover really? that. Patriots minus two and a half or Jets plus two and a half? Patriots. Patriots. I agree. Saints uh, plus one or, or Packers minus one on, uh, at home? Pack. Pack. Uh, Broncos plus six and a half on the road or Dolphins minus six and a half? Dolphins. Dolphins, I agree. Uh, Bills minus six and a half or Commanders plus six and a half at home? Commanders. Yeah, I like Commanders to cover that. Uh, Falcons plus three. Lions minus three at home. Lions. Me too. I like that. Panthers plus six. Seahawks minus six at home. Panthers. Why? I think that Bryce Young is going to kind of step. I don't even gonna think he's going to play. Is Andy, I think Andy Dalton's playing. Andy Dalton. Bryce Young has an injury. Watch out for that one. 
Seahawks. <laughs> Cowboys Seahawks. minus 13 or Cardinals plus 13? Nice. Cowboys. Yeah, me too. If you like any of that action, go to BetUS. Use the uh, link in the description, my, my promo code, and get uh, 125% match your first wager. Thank you very much. All right. Back to the show. Kyle Shanahan. How's he doing so far? His team's 3-0. He's doing good, man. I mean, uh, especially, like, watching the film, he's dialing up a lot of creative shit. I mean, sorry. He's dialing up a lot of creative things. Uh, he um <clears throat> had some like some he he's doing like a lot of like traditional sets like twenty two twelve personnel and then breaking out to like empty sets three by ones. Uh, he's moving Christian all over the field. He's getting creative and uh, with how he's calling the games. I I mentioned this on I mentioned this on a show uh that I did yesterday is that. Everything is professional, right? But you be lying to yourself if you mean that if you don't if you would rather work with somebody who you like, right? Rather than somebody who you don't like, right? And with that, I don't think that Jimmy, I don't think that Jimmy and Kyle liked each other. And you can mm -hmm. tell in a way of how the games were called. You could tell that Kyle would call games more along the lines of you need to do what I'm asking you to do. Right. Mm -hmm. Almost as if that the plays that are being called are to utilize the skill set around you and to also, in a way, highlight how you are limited. I want everybody Thank to you. see what I'm working with. You know yes. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and yeah. I feel like there was a huge swath of plays that Kyle would call when Jimmy was our quarterback, almost as if to force him to be utilized a certain way and to show that, hey, look, this guy that I'm using is like holding me back as a play caller. Like, it's not me, it's him, right? Mm -hmm. But with Kyle, you can tell he's calling, his, he's calling plays, man. Like, he is dialing everything up for Brock. He's trying his best to get not Debo in the best position, not Brandon Ayuk in the best position, He's calling plays for Brock. The plays that Brock likes, what he it's makes it's no mistake that Brock's likes the double move on the outside so he can have time to throw the ball with anticipation and get it out there. He doesn't want to just throw a pure go route. He doesn't have the velocity right now to get the ball out there. So Brock likes to throw those double move routes, those sluggos outside of the seams and Kyle calls him up for him. Right mm -hmm. when we start mm -hmm. games, Kyle doesn't uh Kyle doesn't call anything um in harm's way or inside of the numbers for Brock. What does he do? He calls screens. He tries to get Brock the ball out of his hand quick. He moves the launch point. Um, so I feel like having Brock here is getting the best out of what we're seeing out of Kyle because if you look at uh the first uh game of last uh, uh the first drive rather of last uh last night 15 play drive three points you look at the first drive mm -hmm. against the rams right that 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 drive was double play plus christian mccaffrey uh closed it off scored you look at the drive with pittsburgh long drive so we're we're opening games very well and i feel like kyle is doing a good job with his decision making against pittsburgh 
He outcoached Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin got spooked, got desperate, started calling fourth downs, um, got us in a bad position. Uh, also with the Rams, I feel like he outcoached Sean McVay, stood his ground, uh, and they, um, and they, uh, I'm sorry, I'm looking for the right word. You kill me with this word stuff today, but like <laughs> only if it's Yiddish. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but um, they made the adjustments with Coach Wilkes with um going from off man coverage to uh zone beaters to getting up in man coverage um so and then in this game you see that Kyle made the decisions to go for it on fourth down he uses the sneaks with Brock he's calling better plays I I just you can't say much Brock about, and McCaffrey bring out the best in in Kyle yes yeah. they they do bring out the best in them and also what we've also learned is that this offense is not uh uh thank you CB Niners. It's it's not this offense is not this economic like booming money ball entity that it was first started out as. That's not what this offense is. We got to own the fact that if this offense is working, it's working because we have high price players who are top 3, at least 5 in their position to make this offense work. That's why this offense is working, right? We're not doing this with a Matt Breida or we're not doing this with a uh, Josh Wilson or a Raheem Mostert. No, we're doing this with Christian McCaffrey. That's why this offense is working, right? right. We're not doing this with, you know, Dante Pettis or uh or Kendrick Marquise Goodwin or Marquise Goodwin or Pierre Garcon or River Craycraft. We're not doing that with them. We're doing this with Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and George Kittle. So yeah. I know that Dot that Kyle is calling a lot of stuff up. Great. Awesome. But at the same time, you gotta also realize that this office is working because we're doing it with some of the best parts and pieces in the business. Yeah. And it really popped once we got the final piece, which was Christian McCaffrey. CMC. Brian says, if not for special teams fluke, it's a third, it's a 30 to six, nine at worst. And this feels like a, a much more like a blowout. So if the Niners played better, they would have won by more. I agree. Now they did have some special teams gas, those three penalties, three, I believe. Mm -hmm. Jeff. So Wilson yeah, good Jr. point. Yeah. Niccolo Credit says, why was Wilkes in the booth all game? Shouldn't a DC be on the sidelines with the team? Am I tripping or is that just a thing DCs do? A lot of coordinators stay in the booth. Kyle stayed in the booth. Yeah, he did in Atlanta. It's, you know, it's less emotional. You're, you're, you get a better view. Mm -hmm. Stephen Pryor says, Kyle seems to be making adjustments to the defense a lot faster than he has in previous years. I would agree. I agree with Stephen that. Pryor says, if only Kyle could keep his top practice squad players and not lose them and have to play Shamar Jean Charles. Who's that? He played last night. He had a penalty on special teams. Quantrez Knight could have played instead. Is Colton McKevitt good enough? Asked Marco Bravo. No. Mm, I, I, no. No. He's not. Unfortunately. No. Stop smiling. Deshaun Henderson says off topic, but going to my first Niners game next Sunday against Cardinals. Any good food spot recommendations? In Santa Clara? I don't stay out there. They got an In-N-Out burger. They got a Five Guys. They got Chick-fil-A. I don't really know. They have franchise places. They have they franchise places in Santa Clara. Yeah. Right, let's project ahead. The Niners are three and zero. Before the season started, I thought they'd go ten and seven. Now I'm not sure I can find seven losses on their schedule anymore. Not necessarily because the Niners are so much better than I thought, but because mm -hmm. the rest of the league is relentlessly disappointing. It's a mediocre league. It's really ass. 
it's such a mediocre league. So it's made. Let's go. Fi- let's let's find as many losses as we can. We'll try to be tough on the Niners, but realistic at the same time. Arizona Cardinals next week. Come on, Grant. Win. <laughs> <laughs> that's they are trash. Cowboys. That's a test. Uh, uh, yeah, Cowboys, uh, week six Cowboys in Cleveland. That's a win. Week Deshaun, six in Deshaun, like this is the thing. What's beautiful about the season is that once things kind of like shape themselves out, Grant, you got to just go with what you see. Deshaun Watson does not look good. He doesn't look good. He look good Minnesota. Minnesota, the week after that, Monday night. Kirk Cousins on uh, prime time. Kind of like Daniel Jones. Just terrible. I'd say, I'd say an L. Cincinnati Bengals 0-2. They lost to Cleveland. 24-3. We're beating the Bears. Nah, okay, so the good. Niners could be 8-0 at the bye week. Then, after the bye week, they go to Jacksonville and play Trevor Lawrence. That'll be a test. They should still that be might, that favored be, on the that road, That might though. be a loss. That could be a loss. So that's two. Mm-hmm. The next week against Tampa at home. I mean, that could be a game, but I don't think They're it's a loss. They're beating Tampa. Uh, in Seattle on Thursday Night Football. I got a split I mean, with Seattle. Yeah, I, I did originally until they lost to the, the Rams. Um, See, but this this is this is so crazy to do right now, Grant, because it's so early. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. like even right now, the game of all games was Week Five, but the patina of that is is a little gone now because of Diggs getting hurt. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you got to play it week to week. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You got to play I'm it just, week just, to week. as it looks right now. Real quick, I mean. So you got Tampa, Seattle. Those are wins most likely as it looks now. At Philly, that's a potential loss. That's three. Then Seattle again, Arizona again, Baltimore. That's probably a potential loss. That's a potential Commanders, maybe, and then the Rams. So, like, again, we're talking Dallas, Jacksonville, Philly, Baltimore, Washington. Potentially five losses on the schedule. The Browns, I actually saw this in the chat, too, because I agree with this. The The Browns got a defense. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Um, I don't like again. Like Joe Burrow looks, he looks. You know what I'm saying? He looks mid. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Trevor Trevor Lawrence is looking good. Jack, I'm really. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is looking good, and their defense is really good too. Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, Baker Mayfield, you just can't take seriously. So I mean, I just Seattle. We'll see what they are. I mean, the NFC is down. The NFC is yeah. down. And good for us, but the NFC is down. Arizona Super is down. not a good team. No. Um, we'll see if the Rams mature. They showed us that they showed us that they can play, but they, they got to show that they can play with us. Um, so we'll see if they matured by 18, but who knows if they'll even be healthy by then. Right? Yep. Um, the beautiful thing about our team is that we're good. And we're loaded, but we don't need everybody to play at the same time for us to win games throughout the season. Yeah. And that's we're kind of yeah, like can, the you Cavs. can miss Brandon and I. You can still put up thirty. We're kind of like the Cavs in the East, in the Eastern Conference back when LeBron was like whooping everybody's ass. Like we're kind of waiting on the Warriors at the end of the year. But there's like maybe like one or two good teams in our conference, but everybody else, we're kind of just coasting on Taco Tuesday, and like it's not. I don't really see like a. I don't see rough opponents, right? No. And for the record, I had us going nine and eight. 
<laughs> I had us going 98. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? I got to so, wrap up the show in a few minutes. I got to get out of here by 11 my time. Just want to get the last super chats. Deshaun Henderson says, off topic, but going my first Niners game next Sunday against the Cards. I think we got you. Dave Barclay says, is Kyle getting better with full game plan? He's locked in right now. I mean, he's locked in. The only loss he had in the last year was when Purdy got hurt. Greenlaw needs to chill out too many penalties. Yeah, I mean, he always time. plays to the echo to the of uh, he always plays to the echo of the whistle, but it is becoming like a deal. Like it's it's happening like every game. Every oh game there's some type of unnecessary roughness penalty. And like I I bigged him up in the first game because I, I saw him like use restraint, but he's just like you know what I'm saying? Drago Stephen Drake. Pryor says, in response to coaches, who's that exactly what uh, what I said when he got a penalty? City Burt says, next week, let down game as they look to the Cowboys. No, it's the Cardinals. They, they're like tanking. Which game this year is the Falcons game from last year? Tampa? No, road game? Commanders. Um, commanders. Commanders. Command Guys, yo, I got to run. Commanders got something going on. They, they, they're, they're trying to make the Niners. Guys, I got to run. Coach, thank you very much. Thank you, brother. I'll see you guys later. Take care.